live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown. This is a special edition of Positively West Virginia, the COVID-19 Daily Business Briefing. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. And for those joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you guys. Normally on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others each week on iTunes, Spotify, and through our statewide distribution network with wvnews.com. However, since March 19th, we've been bringing you these daily special edition broadcasts, and we're focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question, what can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate through this current pandemic storm that we're all facing? When we first started this podcast back in 2017, our goal was to inspire people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies right here in West Virginia. Quite simply, we want West Virginia businesses to win. We appreciate the opportunity each week to tell positive, inspirational stories that encourage people to start their businesses in the Mountain State and keep their companies here and make West Virginia stronger than ever before. Of course, you can learn more about our mission at PositivelyWV.com. Every weekday, though, we're coming to you live with special subject matter experts from right here in West Virginia to help business owners and leaders with practical ideas to use to get you through the storm. It's hard to believe, but this is our 28th episode of this special editions. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Ed DaCosta. Ed DaCosta is president of Catalyst Associates, LLC, an executive coaching and consulting firm. Ed helps people in small entrepreneurial ventures and Fortune 500 corporations all across the America become more effective leaders. Ed was first a guest on Positively West Virginia back on June 21st, 2018, which was episode 23. And I'd encourage you to check out that episode later and learn more about Ed's entrepreneurial journey. And then again, uh, last month, March 20th, as we started these daily COVID-19 special editions. And I thought it'd be great to have Ed back on the show again here in April. It's an honor to have Ed DaCosta as our guest today. Ed, thanks for being on the show. Jim, pleasure to talk with you as always, my friend. Yes, sir. First off, Ed, we have a lot to cover today, but uh, how are you doing right now? You Personally, you, your family, Linda, the kids, how's everybody getting along? Yeah, I mean, I think we're doing like pretty much everyone else is doing, just trying to get by day to day, try to avoid the the feelings of being house happy or stir crazy, however you want to put it. <laughs> um, these, these restrictions on our movements are, they're kind of un-American feeling. Uh, we, we understand why they're necessary. Of course, so we get over those feelings, but, but it wears on you. I mean, doing something for a few days or a week is one thing. I mean, going on, you know, into six our weeks. second month. Yeah. Six yeah weeks, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So we're doing, you know, pretty much the same as everyone else is and, and, and being as compliant as we can while maintaining our sanity. Yeah. And, and, and you're, you guys are all healthy, doing well. We are, we are. And, and as I, I, I want to just interject one thing, yes, sir. um, cause I've listened to the episodes. I won't call myself an awesome guest. We'll say I'm not a doctor not a medical professional in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not a politician either. They have their voices, all of those folks, but, uh, you know, I'm going to give a layperson's perspective, a business person's perspective, and uh, for for the real information, you want to listen to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, and Dr. Fauci from 
NIH and, and others that are real experts. I am not pretending to be an expert. Absolutely. That's a great point. That's a great point. We're here to talk about business and how we can help business owners and leaders uh, kind of get back on track here. And, and that, I think I'm starting to sense this this, this morning, listen to Governor Justice's uh, briefing talking about how we're going to mount this comeback. And that's what he's calling it, the uh, West Virginia Strong, the comeback plan. But uh, before we jump into that, Ed, what t- let's give folks a sense of what it is you do and how you help people in your company. So, you know, my primary business is, is that of an executive coach. An executive coach are confidential sounding boards for senior leaders of organizations of all types. You think about, you know, someone who, who you can trust, someone who can give you a, an ear, someone who can listen to what you're dealing with and add some perspective. We don't tell clients what to do. We don't give them advice per se, but we do share perspectives uh, from an experienced business person. Hmm. Um, And again, having that confidential sounding board, that person that's not inside the organization, has no ax to grind, no dog in the fight, however you want to put it, Hmm. uh, is extremely valuable uh, to to mid-level and senior leaders alike. Yeah, you've been doing that for a long time as well. And I have been. One of the things that uh, that I've always been impressed with over the, over the years of knowing Ed, he's he's very well known throughout the state of West Virginia, speaking at leadership conferences, uh, speaking to high level corporations in West Virginia, and and small business entrepreneurs. And Ed's helped me out quite a bit. But uh, the, the thing that I really enjoyed watching you was your time that you spent as part of the John Maxwell. Um, leadership team in the John Maxwell team and leading and teaching from the stage some of the most profound concepts ever developed around leadership. So hopefully uh, you guys will be picking up some of Ed's knowledge that he's dropping over the next half hour or so. Ed, you know, what's what's one thing that you're seeing out there that you think is the one thing that you think owners and leaders and businesses in West Virginia need to be thinking about right now? What's your top-level thought right right this minute? Sure. Well, I'll give you my honest answer to what I've been focusing on in the last few weeks, and that has been a frustration with an understanding of the terms and the definitions and the acronyms that are that are being used. My wife, Linda, is a speech language pathologist. She works in hospitals. I mean, she's a she's a first responder. She's a frontline person. And um, so she knows quite a bit about the subject, but she and I, because we're the only ones living in the house now, we talk about the, the subject. I mean, what else is there yeah. you know, to talk about? We talk about our kids and our grandkids, of course, like every, like every family does. But um, there's just been a lot of misinformation. And again, I'm not politicizing the, the, the pandemic, but just trying to, as an engineer, you know, I am a lover of math and science. Mm. And I have just wanted to like, what is the truth? What is the truth mm. about this, this thing? And just, I mean, asking people, asking clients, asking, you know, colleagues that I've spoken to, like, you know, what's the difference between coronavirus and COVID-19? Why is it called COVID-19? Mm. Now I won't put you on the spot, Jim, because we've been friends a long time <laughs> and, and I'd really like to stay friends with you, but it sounds mysterious and complicated, but ultimately when you find out the truth, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, COVID-19, 
do you i mean i'll i'll just ask you i won't make you mm-hmm. answer it but do mm-hmm. you know what it stands for i actually don't know okay and 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 up until a few weeks ago neither did i and and again i thought it was going to have this big giant word and i wasn't going to be able to understand it the co is just corona yeah why is it corona it has nothing to do with the beer it has everything to do with the shape of the microorganism, it's a crown, mm-hmm. and that's you know the Latin word for crown is corona. Yeah. So that's the first two letters. The second two letters, you know, letters three and four, VI, quite simply stands for virus. So it's a crown-shaped virus. The D, shock, disease. <laughs> so it is a disease caused by a crown-shaped virus, and nineteen. This is what even Linda and I said, well, it's the 19th version of it. Oh, okay. No, it's just 2019. <laughs> it was first diagnosed in 2019. Right. So, you know, COVID-19, it just means what it is. It's a disease caused by a crown-shaped virus that appeared in 2019 for the first time. And just just that plus so many others. What's the difference between a, an epidemic and a pandemic? Um the corona virus versus covid you know one is the cause mm. the virus and the other is the effect the disease similar to hiv and aids yep. they're not synonyms hiv was a virus that's the v in hiv virus aids aids is what is what happens to people yeah. you know at the later stages of being impacted by hiv so for me, it's been really been tr- about trying to understand hmm. the terminology so that when I'm listening to the briefings or listening to a podcast or, or you know, browsing online, mm-hmm. that I can at least understand what people are saying and, and separate what is sadly a lot of nonsense that people are out there saying uh, from the things that that are actually fact. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, in today's day and age, in, in 2020, we have, everybody has multiple media channels, right? You have three or four different social media things. You can get out there and say anything. You can post anything. You can repost anything. You can publish whatever kind of information or misinformation you want to. That even makes it even more muddy, the communication channels, right? So one of the things I talk about all the time, Ed, is, you know, having a clear and simplified, a clarified and simplified message is so important. And when you're hitting on this, I mean, it's not just from, you know, a marketing standpoint, it's from a leadership standpoint as well. So what are some of the things, you you know, you can maybe give as a couple of quick tips on how leaders can be effectively communicating, not only as we're in this, but as we start coming out of it. And how are, how is that going to impact the way our businesses succeed or don't succeed? Sure. Yeah. I mean, these are subjects you and I have talked about many times before, Jim, and, and I know you know them. And that is, you know, times of crisis do not build character times of crisis reveal character mm. that already exists mm. and true leaders emerge during times of crisis, not because they're formed by the crisis. Yes. And it may sound like a subtle difference, but I don't think it's nuanced. I think it's basic. You have those leadership characteristics before the crisis and they just become more obvious and more evident, mm-hmm. you know, when things are challenged. And, and I don't look at it from a marketing standpoint or how can I win new clients or 
you know, be the smartest non-medical doctor out there. I, I don't want any of those things. I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good husband. Now I'm a grandfather. I haven't seen my grandchildren in six weeks. Mm-hmm. And they live nearby. But their parents, my son and his wife, are they're staying quarantined. Yeah. They just are. And part of being quarantined is to not see their grandparents. Yeah. And I get that. And it hurts. And I, and I want to hug them. But I'm not going to. So, you know, the first thing is to lead, like always, lead by example. Lead by example. You know, there are so many misconceptions out there about, and I and was talking to my daughter-in-law, that if somebody tests positive for COVID-19 antibodies, mm-hmm. that means they've already had COVID-19 and now they're safe. They're safe personally and they cannot transmit it. Guess what the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control say to those statements? False. We yeah. don't know that's true. Yeah. We don't know it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's just doing the research and being able to tell my daughter-in-law, you know, just, you know what? Just because somebody tells you, oh, they've, they've got the antibodies because they got tested and they're fine. It's mm. not necessarily true. I'm not saying it's false. But the statement that it's definitive, yeah, that's false. You know, that you bring up a, an excellent point there too, Ed, because in in terms of leading uh, a business or an organization, nonprofit, whatever have you, in a, in time of a crisis right now, you know, it, it, you're making decisions based on information that you believe to be true, right? And then it seems like, well, two days later, that information changes. So give us some practical, give us some practical advice on how you know, we make that decision. And then two days later, we have to reverse course and say, you know what, that decision wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. We're going to change. We're going to pivot and go this direction because now we have new information. How does no that, what's, what, what are some good practical takeaways that we can, we can, you can yeah, share with us on that? Great question. So great question because in, in the world we live in today, particularly in the United States in 2020, we have a lot of practice doing this mm-hmm. in, in this sense. You have to consider the source of the information and you need to trust, but verify. You need to validate what you've heard. I mean, you know, whether the president said or didn't say X, Y, or Z, right? Verify it. Look it up. You know, you want to, somebody wants to politicize it and criticize him because he said you should ingest Lysol or somehow spray it into your body. Whether he said that or not, Guess what? Mm-hmm. Don't ingest Lysol. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's poisonous. Okay. The whole the whole uh, controversy around masks. Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Mm. If the mask is loose fitting, okay. Guess what? It's pointless to wear a mask that's loose fitting. Mm. Actually, not. Not true. Mm. Says who? Says the CDC and says a bunch of medical doctors, mm-hmm. including some that are friends of mine that I've spoken to, a Harvard-educated doctor. He says operating room masks are not intended to protect the doctor. They're intended to keep the doctor from expelling things from his mouth, mm-hmm. you know, liquid or, or gaseous mm-hmm. into the, the patient. It's kind of gross for some yeah. people, and I'm not a... I don't have a big appetite for these, but verify the information because you can find people that say that it's irresponsible to go out or to be anywhere 
with without a mask on. Mm. People are driving in cars by themselves with the windows up wearing a mask. Mm. And then there are those that say it's 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 a fraud. It's nonsense. Wearing a mask doesn't help at all. And and there are so many others, but my main point Jim and answer your question is is consider who's telling you. Mm-hmm. Okay, even me. I mean, I'm no expert as as I've already said. So if something I say doesn't sound right to you. This is all recorded. Write down what I said. Google it. Look it up, and say, you know what? I don't like. I don't like what Ed said. I'm not going to b- abide by that. And it's up to you. Yeah. You you still have the right to to behave the way you choose to. So I so I what I hear you saying too is that if you do have new information, it's okay to pivot and make that change and, and communicate with your team. Hey, guys, we were, you know, we, we, we thought this was going to be the, the case in terms of how we're operating our business, but now we got some new information. We're going to be going this, this, as long as you're up front, you've got good sources of information and, and you're making the best decision you can with the information you have. That's the right, right. practice. One, one other that just, it, yeah. it, drives me up a wall because it is so easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. And that is the number of positive cases. Mm-hmm. The number of cases in the United States is rising more rapidly than it is in some other place. Mm. Okay. I'm not arguing whether that is happening or not, but the implication of the statement is often that that means it's getting worse. Ignoring the possibility, which I believe is true that in the United States, we're doing more testing. Hmm. You know, country A and country B have the exact same population. Country A tests 10 times more people than country B. Which country, all things being equal, do you think is going to find more positive cases? Hmm. It's the one that is doing the most testing. I'm not saying it's not a problem, but the misrepresentation of the data is is the problem. Yeah. And West Virginia, we're doing great. I mean, if you listen to, to you know, the so-called COVID czar, you know, Dr. Clay Marsh, who mm-hmm. I know and I know you know, yeah. I mean, he's a phenomenal man in every in every way that I know of. He's very reasonable, very educated. He's very reasoned. But, you know, West Virginia, I think, is 45th in the country per capita, right? That means per number of people, right? You know, to say that there's more people with the virus in California than in Idaho, okay? Well, that's misleading, right? Because California has way more people than Idaho. Well, West Virginia has had what? Just over a thousand cases and 34 deaths. I may be wrong, uh, but that was as of a couple of days ago. And that's very, very low. The only states that are lower than us are very rural states, you know, typically in the western part of the country. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Today, um, obviously, uh, these statistics are changing. <laughs> Updated All at five o'clock. Yeah. We're at yeah, 1,000. Exactly. This is on uh, April 27th. 2020. Uh, these were updated at five o'clock yesterday. 1,053 cases p- total positive. 38,131 total negative tests. So, and a lot of people have recovered. 455 people in our state have, have recovered. And I want to I want to shift the focus here for, of of, of kind of like as we're coming out of the recovery here. 
you know, one of the things that, that I, I've always admired is your sales expertise. You're, an, you're a, a sales trainer. You've trained sales teams. You've spoken with John Maxwell team, the, uh, the, the, the JMT on sales and led many, many workshops on sales. And, you know, I, 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 I got to think, well, first of all, let, let me just get your opinion on, on how the sales process and you maybe even utilizing technology like zoom calls and that kind of thing is going to transform as we come out of this and start moving forward what's your thoughts on sales uh in terms of building a company man i tell you that is such a loaded question i i'm smiling ear to ear because <laughs> i because I, I know you're you're in a you're in a hot button for me so you know i was traveling as were both of my brothers during um, September, or August and September of, of 2001. Yeah. Okay. And after September 11th, 2001, um, nobody complained about the TSA. Yeah. Transportation Security Agency. Nobody complained about the delays and the frisking and the violation of my privacy. And nobody complained mm -hmm. for about a year. Okay. Mm. Then people got used to it and then the complaints started to rise. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because I think the world of business is going to change. It already has, okay, because of the quarantine, but it's going to change afterwards. I mean, when, when the economies are opened up, are people going to jump on airplanes immediately? Are they going to go to crowded concerts or conferences hmm. uh, or, or meetings, you know, immediately? No, the wise people are going to wait. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying how long they're going to wait. It's, it's, it's up to each individual to make that decision. But most of my speaking engagements, in fact, all of them in the last two months, have either been postponed or moved to Zoom or Skype or some other video conferencing platform. Yeah. They've, they've all changed. And, and many people I've had, I've had, I've had Zoom calls with my wife's family and with my family. And then, you know, the whole Brady Bunch, all the squares, sure, yeah. just like the opening of the Brady Bunch. If your listeners are old enough to remember that or look it up on YouTube, you know, and it's been funny. It's been hilarious with, when you're dealing with people that, oh, I don't want to download software. You don't have to download, just click a link. Mm -hmm. But But what happens is the fear of the unknown disappears for the most part once you once it's not unknown anymore. Right. Now that you've gotten it, okay, well, guess what? The world just became smaller to all of us because yeah. we're all a click away from talking to just about anyone that we want to. Certainly in the in the first world, there, there are you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of people that, that you can't reach still. So the world still has some shrinking to go. Mm -hmm. But I think sales, which always use technology heavily, is going to rely even more heavily because that whole belly to belly, you and I've talked about it, you know, belly to belly, face to face sales and marketing, you know, some of that face to face is going to be looking at a screen or a camera lens, you know, in your office. And, and while it isn't the same, and as an old guy, I will always wax poetic about the old days of pay phones and no, no Google and, you know, no, you know, GPS is in every car. You know, the fact is it is going to get better. 
And it is going to level the playing field for a lot of particularly smaller businesses who are going to have just as much access to people as a larger corporation who, you know, had a significant advantage because they were large and they had people in every city. Hmm. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, you either adapt to the technology and, and uh, innovate your sales process, or you might risk being left behind a little bit. But that's, but that's business. That's, that's business. That's life, that's right? That's business. It didn't, yeah. didn't, you know, the coronavirus didn't create that reality, right. adapt or die. Right. That has been the law of the jungle mm-hmm. since, since business began. Yes. It's just far more evident now, mm. you know, that if you don't adapt to changing environments, I mean, you, you will become extinct. You'll Ed, be a dinosaur. And I want to ask you a, a very specific question on sales because sure. this is something that I keep coming up against time and time. Or, you know, over the last six weeks, it's not been a uh, it's it's been kind of a crazy time. And I'm hearing a lot of folks saying, you know, I'm just I'm hesitant to make a sales call. Do people really want to hear from me right now? Call reluctance. You know, it's always been a thing. You mentioned you know timeless issues in sales. But call reluctance has been a, a thing, and it, and it feeds on itself, right? You have call reluctance, so you don't make calls, so you get more reluctant to make calls, and then next thing you know, you're spiraling out of control. What are some practical things you think that uh, that people need to be thinking about right now as we start ramping back up and, and the country starts? I mean, obviously, we're at the beginning phases. Several states have already started. West Virginia is getting ready to start cranking up. What are some things that you think would be practical for people to know is especially in the sales end of things when's it okay to start you know start at that you know that sales process and what are some practical things they can do all right so do you want the 45 minute answer <laughs> do you want the 45 second answer Jim? well the short answer we could we, we give you the short answer yeah, we could talk so listen call reluctance is fear of failure that's yeah. all it is yeah i'm afraid they're going to be mad i'm afraid they're going to hang up i'm afraid they're going to be mad at me and so, therefore, I don't make the call, and if I logically, if I don't make any phone calls, and nobody tells me to go away, okay? And yeah. it's 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 foolish, but it's logical, yeah. okay? It's the only way to guarantee, and it's real. Know, it it is real, okay? So now is the perfect time to make phone calls. Why? <laughs> because what else are they doing? They are not in meetings all day. I can promise you that. Yes. These people, depending on who it is you're targeting, again, you don't want to be calling people at home. That is frowned upon, of course. But if you've got, you know, access to their email and can email them and say, hey, here's an up, here's some windows where I'm available to speak. I would welcome the opportunity to visit with you for 10 or 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever your needs are. And the truth is people are going nuts. Yeah. They're house happy. They're looking for a reason to be on the phone with somebody yeah. talking about something different. Or, or how about a happen? how about a get hop, how about hopping on a Zoom call with me for five minutes? Let's jump on a Zoom call, <laughs> right? We'll compare haircuts. <laughs> look, look at the the NFL draft, which I didn't watch a lot of, but I did watch some of the coverage. Yeah, and you know, number one, uh, NFL head coaches and general managers have awesome, awesome man caves. Observation number one. Yeah. They all have a great place to sit. Okay? But that's that's how they did it. Yeah. But a number of them were saying how how much of a gift 
having the draft was mm. for their own personal sanity mm. because instead of binge watching some Netflix series with all due respect to Netflix, mm -hmm. okay, without walking the dog for an umpteen time. I have a dog. Her name is Stella. She's probably lost 10 pounds during the pandemic because we're walking her so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. she looks at me like for the first time in our, we've had her for eight plus years. She's like, no, I don't want to go off on a walk. We've already walked twice. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, so by all means, make those phone calls. Smile and dial. Hmm. If they're not interested in talking, if they say we got a lot going on or they have some circumstance where it's not it's not good for them, by all means, be gracious. Accept that and just let them know, hey, I'm available. I'm available when you are. Feel free to reach out. We can schedule something. Yeah, absolutely. Our guest once again today, everybody, is Ed DaCosta. Ed is, uh, first of all, I want to encourage people. Ed has a couple of books out there, and Ed, I want to give you a plug here for those books. But if you want to learn more about Ed, Ed's philosophy on leadership, on sales, on just dealing with people, because we're all in the people business, I would encourage you to check out Ed's uh, content on his books. He's got two uh, best-selling books. Uh, they're great books. Uh, one is called Ascend. And what is the other one called, Ed? It's called Release Your Superhero. Release Your Superhero. I have both of those books, actually. And I just signed, through a, right. signed books. Yeah. So, Ed, as we wrap up our time here today, what's the best way for folks to learn more about you, uh, maybe even get in touch with you? Well, again, I'm, I'm happy to help you, and I commend you once again, Jim, for this initiative. I think it's been extremely important for the people in the state of West Virginia and really elsewhere because everything that we've talked about is as applicable in in New York City or, or Miami uh, as it is here. Mm. Um, but, you know, if people want, just as long as you know my name, Ed DaCosta, if you Google my name, you'll you'll get to my website. And it's just my first and last name dot com, eddacosta.com. And, and again, there's more information there that you could possibly want to know about. <laughs> That's great. And we'll, uh, we'll have links to that uh, in the show notes section. And uh, have uh, I'll make sure that uh, our producer, Dylan Sheldon, uh, puts a couple of links to those books as well. Um, especially Ascend. That's a, that's a great one. That's your first book. And one of the kind of rocketed you to stardom, uh, so to speak, in the uh, leadership and, and uh, business world. So, Ed, any, wow. any, final, any final words you'd like to share with our audience today as we start to really kind of kick in this, uh, the rebuilding, the, uh, the comeback, as Governor Justice is calling it, getting business back engaged and, and cranked back up. Is there any final words you'd like to share with our audience today? Sure. One, one more. And that is go look at the hand sanitizers that you have at home and in your office. And they all say the same thing, 99.9% .9 of germs. Well, guess what? If it's alcohol-free, it's not doing a thing to the coronavirus, nothing. If it's got this, I can't even pronounce it, benzocomium chloride, BKC, if that's what it is, um, it's not doing anything. Uh, to the coronavirus. But if it's 60% plus alcohol, um, then then it does uh, kill 99.9% um, .9 of germs, including uh, viruses. But but again, <laughs> I said this to one of my son's friends. It was like, alcohol, alcohol kills it? Perfect. 
No, 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 no. Drinking vodka, drinking whiskey does not does not help you if you don't have the coronavirus, nor if you do. Exactly. So, exactly. Not that kind of alcohol. Exactly. Ed, it's, uh, it's been my pleasure to have you on the, the show today. I really appreciate your insight, uh, especially on the on yeah. the sales front. I, I think that was really good stuff, and I think a lot of people got, got some real value from that. I really appreciate you, Ed. Well, my pleasure, Jim. That's absolutely. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought some valuable insight that you could use in your business as we all work to navigate these uncharted waters. And I do believe that I'm starting to see the calm waters ahead. Uh, we've been talking about getting the, the ship to calm waters and getting out of the storm, but uh, I do believe I'm starting to see that. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media will be coming to you live every weekday as this pandemic continues with these special edition briefings. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.